Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Gary, and you can find me on social media at TheGaryRoby. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us back here today again for another daily episode of this minute-by-minute thing that we keep on doing. Um, Today we are talking about a really awesome minute. This is minute number 157 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, Part 5, All the King's Horses. The minute is going to start out with just complete annihilation of the planet Earth (laughs) as seen in some crazy vision that Cyborg is getting from the mother box. And the minute is going to end with an image of Darkseid standing over Superman, who is kind of on the ground holding Lois Lane's body. Real, uh, real intense visions. Yeah. Very spicy minute. Very Very... spicy minute. (laughs) There's a lot going on here. Well, Well, let's start at the top here. You know, we obviously we have the unity in Pajornov. Uh, the entire world will be infected by this kind of wave that basically destroys everything um, and creating the atmosphere that we see in the nightmare sequence, which is like a total barren Mad Max looking yeah. rest of the world. And only a few people will survive um, somehow in the nightmare sequence. Batman uh, is is not at Pajorna or somehow survives it. I don't I don't know the details of how of how. Justice League that we see at the end of this movie would you know be able to survive and and live on into the nightmare sequence, but this is where we kind of get the the terraforming. Not to use the word terraforming again in this cinematic universe, but yeah, it kind of that's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what's this is that? How we, Do that. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, trying to make our world like or like theirs. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a quote. Yeah, Dr. Emil Hamilton. Um, yeah, so uh, in in this next scene is will be uh, Wonder Woman. She uh, has died, apparently, in this new timeline. And so we'll see here at the beginning, she's kind of like on a funeral pyre, lots yeah. of shields and swords. Um, and we'll see like two coins for her passage to Charon across into the afterlife. Um, we'll see her being burned with the rest of her equipment, uh, and much more is going on in this minute. But yeah. any questions so far? Well, I don't want to. She's given a very honorary death, considering the planet is being overtaken by another force. <laughs> yeah, it's still uh, in the very sense that it's you know she probably was Earth's greatest warrior. You know, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it seems very fitting that. <laughs> she probably gave Darkseid hell, you know? Yeah, and yeah. there's other things that happen in this sequence that actually speak to that, where it's very honorable um, mm-hmm. in a sense, you know? Um, one thing I do want to say is that there's a quiver uh, in her uh, on her person, mm-hmm. and mm. um, I can only see one arrow in that quiver. Baby. Yeah. There's the arrow, and the uh, arrow that you mentioned. I don't know if that's the actual arrow. Maybe it's just supposed to depict 
the the final arrow of Artemis. No. Um, that's, oh wait, no. There's it? a couple other arrows in that quiver. Okay. Yeah, but there's seeing. only one, the one arrow of Artemis. One. Mm-hmm. The Artemis arrow is there with the quiver. Oh, right here to the next to yes. her on top. Oh, I'm looking at in the quiver. No, yeah. So the arrow of Artemis is actually right there on top of the bow itself. Wow. It's amazing. Now, is that the Epirus bow? No. <laughs> well, so that's that's one of the things to talk about. So there's a lot going on here at Themyscira. This is um you know in in the grand scheme of this five film arc that was to be um you know her passage into the afterlife into hades uh underworld uh this you know having the two two tokens the two coins to pay off charon to to continue down the um the ferry mm-hmm. uh, this was the part of the sticks. grand scheme river sticks thank you nate um this is a subplot that is supposed to happen in, in the other two films in which uh, Wonder Woman will go on a journey of death and rebirth of her own into the God of War that she is destined to be, uh, taking over her uh, brother's position. So he died in Wonder Woman 1, yeah. and so she is destined to be the next God of War. Kind of like if you played those God of War games, it's the same thing happens. Um, <laughs> so she will go to Hades and make the deal with Hades, just like Kratos did, and become the God of War. And so this is supposed to be the Easter egg reference to that, the foreshadowing that she's destined to be God of War. And so when the Justice League come back together in the final film and it's like, oh, we've all been like super powered even further and we're better and we're stronger and, you know, Superman is more superman i guess or and, <laughs> and you know uh we see the dark timeline the yeah. dark time would eventually include a wonder woman who's come back kind of like as the god of war and i think jim lee drew like this she has like horns on her head and she's like on fire basically and uh just really cool rock and roll kind of dc metal that's type awesome. of wonder woman stuff so uh that is what's being referenced here but you know everything else that's going on here at the mascara is also really um cool and in a very sad way you know we have um queen hippolyta and the army of amazons but then queen hippolyta is still alive that's a big thing yeah that's a big thing it's a big thing the mascara is is in ruins here Uh, everything is on fire and then of course they have those big apocalypse ships coming down and Mm -hmm. you have the little launch ramp that's opening up and there in the silhouette is is dark side on that on that ramp there so as um, to if he would be like paying respects to this yeah. great fallen warrior that probably put up a fight and probably decimated a lot of apocalyptic things uh, that were happening <laughs> on earth so you know it kind of does give that sense of just honor right mhm mhm i i kind of see it as him collecting now what belongs to him which would be than mascara and so there's a bit of the grant morrison that i see of like kind of like hercules invading the mascara and, and being like okay well now you all belong to me all the amazons all and queen apolita as well so she, not that queen apolita would die but it's like even worse is to become slaves yeah. again um and so there's that there's that idea that's like it, it, with all the parademons behind them as well it's like okay well Get on the ship now because you're all going to apocalypse now. Uh, and there's no gods to protect you. And 
you can see here that Wonder Woman is gone, so don't count on her for any help. And so then you have Queen Apollo here is like, ah, enslaved again. This sucks. Yeah. Not a good time. Um, but it, the imagery is very cool. It's really cool to see the mascara and kind of like these ruins and kind of like this dark timeline that we see with with all the Amazons. It's a, it's a really cool visual piece. Um, it it kind of makes me question like how much of it is actually filmed or if they're like supplementing uh, some of these scenes with like B-roll footage or like is it all like completely CGI? Because a lot of this, um, I don't want to say was was done in post of the movie being done and like Zack Snyder's trying to complete his vision somewhat. Um, but there, there's a scene later in this uh, minute that we'll talk about that that kind of is that example. Um, but Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot is like, is this a scene filmed actually with Gal or is this like a, a visual aid? Oh. You know, mm. like it, it brings a lot into question, like how much of this um, was filmed with the filming of Justice League. And then like this was like part of the plan then or is is it with the snyder cut that like zach is like oh yeah let me wait like, i had these keynotes here let me just put these in because i need to put this part here maybe what if they did the same thing where they used the uh, like michael shannon's likeness in dawn of justice where it was just, it was just the body you know it was just yeah, the mm. body yeah it's just the thing and it's like that looks like him from the profile <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah they did a really good job with that one they did a great <laughs> job with that one so maybe this is it, it's possible that this is a thing um i don't know i think i would probably first assume that um it's it's pickup work uh still the actors and full costume and everything um probably not the last scene of the uh of all the amazons and queen hippolyta there um those are probably all cgi people like behind her, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, maybe maybe the whole just Queen Apollo lit with you know warm mm-hmm. pyre light, and then have a camera crane up, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that could be a pickup. I could see that. Um, but there are other points in this sequence that uh, are definitely reused. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> um, which is fine, right? It's like okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, even at the beginning of the minute when it's, um, it's, it's that, that, um, that pull shot of dark side on the throne and you see granny goodness and Desaad, uh, that's all CGI, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I have, think... maybe have Ray in a motion cap sitting on a chair, but everything well, is they overlaid didn't... Well, very, very yeah. heavily. Yeah. Yeah, um, Peter Guinness uh, as Desaad, but I don't think Granny Goodness was casted at all, which is why she's like a completely CGI human. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that she was casted. Um, That's fascinating. Yeah, and I, you know, it'd be cool to see that character in in a in a future movie. But yeah, just that shot alone, I think, was a big hit for a lot of the fans of this movie. I think. It was a big um, hit for the movie itself. The orchestra that plays in, right, is it? Man, that is some of the best music in this movie is in this scene right here. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think, like, what a workshop, like, did a statue of this very dark side and, like, this pose. And, like, it, it's very iconic to 
um, kind of the character that is Darkseid. Yeah, uh, definitely. In DC, in DC Comics, yeah. Um, that they made a statue. It was, like, it was like, as soon as the movie released on HBO Max, it was like a week later. Like, what it was like, by the way, we made this statue. Yeah. Um, it's a one-four scale, so it's, it's a quarter size of the real thing. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know what that is because this guy is really big. So yeah, that feels quarter, huge. <laughs> to be one fourth of the real life size scale uh, is is it would be a massive statue, um, and it's a limited edition of six hundred. They only made six hundred of these. Um, yeah, so That's I don't amazing. know. I don't know dimensions in in, in centimeters, but it's a. Uh, 63 centimeters by 60 centimeters by 49 centimeters. So I hope that's I hope that's big. I hope that I hope, <laughs> I hope you get the vision of that. Why don't you plug it into your calculators and figure it out? Do it. Let me do it right here. Yeah. I have to have um, time here. 24 inches. 24.8 wow, inches. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Two uh, feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another 60. Yeah. A thing that I want to point out feet. in this whole entire sequence is again still about dark side. Um, yeah. In the other visions uh, after Themyscira, he's depicted with just fire coming out of his eyes. Um, mm. He's not depicted mm-hmm. like that in when he's on the throne on Apocalypse. So I wonder if it's uh, after obtaining the anti-life equation. Um, yeah. Ooh. You know, you get some sort of fire eyes. Uh, <laughs> but that's really cool. Or if it's just he's constantly... Um, like just charging up his omega beam laser, just to get it ready. Just whenever if someone gives him a dirty look, he can just fire those things off. Um, <laughs> that'd be pretty wild. But uh, but it looks really cool. Um, excellent effect, I think. Uh, very menacing, very terrifying. Uh, it works a whole hell of a lot better than just giving him straight up red eyes. Um, yeah. Because then it just kind of you know you see the parademons with their red eyes all the time, and it's just like okay. Uh, eyes These in the guys dark. just have red eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, my question is because is because I think you're right, but also the uh, right about that maybe his eyes are going red because he now has the anti life equation, so now he is this kind of perfect form dark side. Yeah. But the omega beams themselves is that a power he now has? Because of the anti-life equations, or does Darkseid not have that? If he doesn't have Darkseid, always has that. Mm. Okay. I I think. Okay, I get what I'll you. I think where you were. I, f- I feel like I was connecting the dots with where you were going because, like, it's kind of similar to a Kryptonian and how their physiology would just uh, alter after being on Earth for a while. Because um, I mean, Superman was able to contain it, but imagine a Kryptonian that is just constantly i don't know like just he's just he just doesn't he's not able to turn that spectrum off so it is just like heat constantly irradiating from your eyes um you know zod had had essentially napalm like fire not late it Mm -hmm. wasn't concentrated laser beam it was fire coming from his eyes so i was thinking maybe it was just like a physiological physiological thing uh Mm. That would just happen on Earth. Um, but no, I kind of like the idea of it being related to the anti-life equation and perfect form dark side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. And I didn't even think about him 
coming to a yellow sun planet that maybe he does now have like kind of like those same super powered abilities. Um, and I'm sure like just, you know, in, in most of the comics I've read dark side, just like, you know, he does have already the Omega beams. Um, but I didn't know like if in this movie, are they spinning it that the Omega beams are now just because he has the anti-life equation and maybe I would I would rather think that maybe you're right, Nate, that it's because he's coming to this yellow sun planet that he now has like those super abilities as well. Um but yeah, I just it's 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 very intimidating here in this uh scene here. He uh he begins the scene by by stabbing Aquaman with his own trident. Yeah. It's like it's like a tiny fork in his hand compared to Aquaman. Um, so he takes the trident, um, which is, um, if I remember correctly, it, it's King Atlan's trident. It's no longer um, Queen Atlana's trident. Um, and so then he's stabbing King Arthur with this trident. He loses his crown that he doesn't have quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see this Omega Beam. And this person who's swimming away is Volko. So it's Willem Dafoe's character. Uh, and, and as Volko tries to swim away, he gets uh, he gets got. Yeah, he gets, yeah. It's rough. Yep, gets KO'd. Yeah. So the way that beam moves is so fascinating. Yeah, it's just excellent. Um, just incredible imagery, just from comic book to to screen, is really. Really, something else, because um, the Omega Beams is like you know that's 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 end all be all. You can't escape those. Uh, so, seeing the geometric pattern of it, and it, it, it's kind of just like blatantly like, yes, that's that's Dark Side's signature move. Uh, yeah. We got it once in here, and you know what? This is exactly how it's supposed to look. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's just perfect. It really is. It's yeah. so cool. Oh, now I'm thinking about it. The hero, uh, the age of heroes. He didn't. He doesn't have omega beams. No, and he has, and he doesn't have glowing Glow orange eyes. eyes either. Yeah. Hmm. So, so maybe something is acquired here. There's a different suit of armor, of course. Uh, a new suit of armor, uh, where he has the omega symbol on his chest. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, the the omega beams. Man, what a concept that they would be so. So scraggly, you know. Um, <laughs> the uh, we used to play a game. Uh, we still do. Uh, uh, well, I do. Injustice, <laughs> right? Where Dark Side uses the Omega Beams, and that was as far as a video game, like trying to dodge someone using Dark Side's Omega Beams was like a wild concept. Like, how would I do this? How can I do this? Um, and and it is one of those things like you see it here in this in this uh, minute. Of course, it'd be hard to do it, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking from experience playing against people who are using Dark Side in a fighting game. It's like those Omega Beams, uh, they do some wild things, uh, and it's and it takes a lot of practice to know how they move. But it's such a wild concept to me. I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the coolest things. Can you dodge um, them? Can you parry them? You you just have to know the pattern that it's going in to know if it's going to hit uh, mid or high or behind you. Um, and of course, you can duck and you can duck without blocking so that it, you know all mid attacks can go over your head instead of hitting you. 
So it's one of those things that you have to like, you see it moving and then they can, they can amplify it. Right. Or they can meter, they burn, meter burn it oh, and they God. meter burn it and it goes even wavier. Like it does a crazier wave. So you have to like really know when not to do that hmm. or when, when to block or how, in which direction to block. Do I duck? Do I block high? Do I block low kind of thing? Uh, very, very crazy concept. Uh, very cool character. And he was like a <laughs> zoner too. Like, because Dark Side, as we know, is not really a brawler. It's not a fighter like Superman is. And so he's all Omega Beams. Like, most of his attacks will be an Omega Beam of some sort. Right. But so if you get in close, ha- he's knocking you down and you're staggering. Yeah. He has like a kick or something. Like, yeah. he has like a stomp and like a kind of like an eye blast that'll uh, like just push you back. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to send you back to the other corner so that I can now zone again with my abilities. I don't want you near me, uh, which is, yeah, classic dark side stuff. Um, yeah, it's a little video game talk for the moment there. Um, <laughs> and then um, we know it's not just a water effect that it's happening because as we come into the bat cave, which brings us to our next scene, uh, we see here with Superman, he's wearing the all black suit for some reason, mm-hmm. we don't know why he has an all-black suit. Um, but in this Batcave, he has an all-black suit, and he's holding the remains of someone he cares for deeply. Um, and then, of course, from the shadows, we see Darkseid. And Darkseid has like those glowing red eyes. Yeah. So we know that he still has that anti-life equation. He's so big. <laughs> he's huge. He's huge. He's intimidating. Yeah. Nate, was it, uh, this remind you of something? Yeah. This, uh, is this uh, used from Man of Steel? It is. It is. And it even is. tomorrow's reused, minute, too. Reused B-roll footage. Not B-roll. It's like literally the scene from when Z- General Zod is killed. Uh, and, and so uh, Clark Kent is holding the remains of Lois Lane. But what I really like here um is that it kind of looks like final crisis with the red with the body oh Uh, oh yeah totally okay (laughs) yeah kind of has like that superman holding uh the the remains of batman and that final crisis cover um and so that that to that image speaks to me and of course you have the red skies in the background um even though that's like very kirby but um it's the red of final crisis is, is there as well yeah um, and of course, in the back cave here, there's also the Robin suit in untouched. the very background, untouched, Dang. as if yeah, someone's going dope. to pick it up and use it in some sort of dystopian future. Aw, oh, shit. <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. If only. It's time. It's time people started really liking Robin. It's way past due. I need the general audience to care about this character. <laughs> and not just when it's Nightwing. I need everyone to just care about it. Yeah, which one? Who? Which Robin are you talking? Just Dick Grayson? It could be Dick Grayson just as Robin. doesn't have to be Nightwing. I mean, Nightwing's cool and all, but come on now. Robin's also cool. Uh, or Tim Drake. But, you know, then I, I think that, that I, I think nowadays when it comes to Robin, the only thing that's cool enough for the general audience is Damian Wayne. And I loathe that character. Uh, <laughs> and I know I know Nate likes that character. I know a lot of people like that character. But I'm like, I don't like you. 
I think you're right shit. about like the general audience <laughs> consensus being for Damien though. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Hopefully, one day on in in, in live action Batman content, we get a Robin someday. Um, I would love that. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Darkseid will 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 step over here. He'll uh come over to Clark Kent and. Uh, I think does he place his hand on him just yet, no, or does that yet. happen? It's uh, okay. It's, that's the other one. It's coming. That's the next one. Okay, so now we just see Darkseid standing before Superman. And you're right. You know, if we think about the height difference of of Darkseid to Superman here, uh, Superman looking looking real tiny, real small. So. Seriously, I mean, uh, he's on his knees, but he doesn't even come up to this man's waist. Yeah, no, no. If he were to stand up, he would not be as tall as this. No, uh, giants. <laughs> He's so big. Yeah. He's incredibly huge. Yeah. Nate, any other uh, notes you have for this one on the back gate? Um, no. I will say for the longest time, um, especially when I even first watched this movie, I did not know that this was the Batcave. I just Same. didn't put two and two together. Um, and to me, it was just more so of like uh, just a, an underground safe place thing mm. you know because we saw something not even similar but we saw uh like where superman and the superman police were like holding the uh the children of the bat gang in the future oh vision okay. and dawn of justice so like yeah. the whole idea of just like underground things were just like a known concept i guess in my purview of that's why they put the robin suit there um yeah but i wasn't (laughs) looking at things in the background for the longest time and i never really it's again something that took me way longer than it should have um the red screens of the bat cave uh (laughs) after watching dawn of justice like here and there when it's on tv and stuff like that i you know put it on just to just to see if I missed anything or whatever. <laughs> um, the last watch through I was going through, I did pay attention to the Batcave computer screens, and they're all red. Like, unless there's something open that's like a data stream of whatever of blue that's coming in, um, everything else has like predominantly red on the screens. And I don't know. I just feel like that always went over my head, or I just wasn't paying attention to those types of details. So. I don't know, but it's kind of those one of those things where it's like this is like a key uh, visual cue to put you in this setting, like we or yeah. put you in this location. If it's got red, big old computer screens and some crazy uh, metal grate flooring, uh, ergo bat bat cave, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because um, it's not like they they're not standing with the Robin suit in. The foreground, you know, they're not right next to it. He's not at, like, the elevator or something. He's well into the Batcave. Like, mm. I don't know. Now, yeah. do you guys know why it's here in the Batcave? N- now, why it's uh Because that's where Lois was kept. Because uh, Batman was doing the whole thing of, you know, Lois Lane is more important. Uh, but also, there was an affair going on. Which then it's like, well, why was there an affair? Lois Lane was so in love with Clark, and then he comes back (laughs) from the dead, and then you're gonna do an affair. Like, what do you? (laughs) What is? What is that? So that's I never really liked 
that and a lot I, of people didn't and I don't so that's know, why is that is that got, true is that a is that a I, set it got, thing it got cut um you know the the original idea of what justice league would would end up being which is like i mean we're talking like early early concept was that um the whole thing about lois lane moving on and it was supposed to be like oh we're gonna we're not gonna bring clark kent back yet we're going to have this moving on period of Lois Lane, like she's in the depression, then she's told to move on, so she does, and then Batman's there kind of like the whole time, like, you know, working with her. And so this relationship kind of forms, and um, then they're together. But then when Clark comes back, then it's like, oh, you've been gone so long, I moved on, I'm with Bruce, and it got kind of messy. And so there was originally this love triangle thing. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not taking root in the present anymore because um, as the movies have pivoted now, it's that we want the wonder bat relationship and we just wanted Lois Lane to have that motivation to move on, like to empower the character to move on. But then of course Superman comes back. And so she's like, she gets Clark, she gets her cake and she gets eaten. I was like she, so I was refraining yeah. from saying that phrase. Yeah. So what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but there's still this idea that um Batman will try to hide Lois Lane in the Batcave. Yeah. So they still want that, they still want to land that point somehow. They still want to be like, well, at some point Batman's gonna be like, hide her, put her here. And then Dark side boom tubes into the bat cave and yeah. then just completely vaporizes her. And like Jeez. and then that's it. And then Superman gets upset because that happened. So somehow, Omega Beam plot point, we get there. Uh, we just gotta figure out the details. And that's what I, I mean. and then in my head canon, it was always just like, Oh, well, why did Batman put her in the bat cave? It's like, well, because he's actually taking what Barry said, future Barry said is like Lois Lane is the key. That's the point. Yeah. Like, okay, mm-hmm. and then I'm, I need to play this close to the chest. Like mm-hmm. you're here, and that's uh, contingency plan. Batman coming back. Like that was the mm-hmm. whole idea. You know, he's freaking gone this entire movie. But uh, you know, after the fact, it's like okay, you come back because now you're back at Batman. Full realization of you know knowing every outcome to every single plan. So. That's what I always kind of thought it of. And then so many people, especially on the show, were like, oh, the the affair, the affair. And I never wanted to be like, no, pump the brakes, guys. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> I never wanted to pull it, bring it up. And I don't know. Um, yeah, this is something I didn't know about. So I'm learning it here first. Yes. So it's the... been a long couple years of me just being like that. I don't. That doesn't make sense, guys. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> a lot of people have said it for a long time, and and people who who you know like Zack Snyder's work and and Chris Terrio, um, uh, and, and kind of like some of the other things that they've pointed to the future, yeah, of like the blatant character development that's been happening for freaking six years in these movies. Like, yeah, but mm. it, everything else that they've been like pitching up if like oh this this would happen in this universe if we got to make more of these movies a lot of it everyone's like on board about but then the love triangle part they're like eh, i don't like that i don't think nah. that, i don't think that works and so they, they they immediately cut it it wasn't gonna it wasn't going anywhere uh even with dawn of justice it just doesn't have that um it doesn't have that energy because i don't think 
Batman and Lois Lane see each other at all until the Martha scene. Like, there's none of that. Yeah. Like, they don't even talk to each other yeah. at the funeral. Like, it's still just Wonder Woman and Batman. So it's like, you guys are great for each other. Uh, but yeah, it's just the, the Lois Lane thing doesn't work out. Um, but uh, I think what does work better is like you said, Nathan, I think there is, you can play with the interpretation of Lois Lane is the key. I think that's like, that's like the best thing they did is is say that and and just drop that and then yeah. and then have this and be like you misinterpreted what we meant by that. Yeah, exactly. And because of yeah. that, the timeline is ruined. Exactly. It's like she was it's it's like Lois Lane is the key. It's like okay, and then Alfred bring out the big gun because Lois Lane is the key. It's like that's one way, but that that's is, another way to look at the, it. You're well, that was wrong. like the, that was the obvious way, but then you got to yeah. remember that that reasoning has never been the obvious thing. It's a ba- it's a detective. It's a detective yeah. comic book. You know, <laughs> it's never the obvious. So whoever's picking up on the obvious is like, well, did you finish the book? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so you know, but yeah, it's one of the greatest ambiguous lines that has come from this series of movies was that Lois Lane is a key. And that is so heavy. Like it's not just, I don't know. It is so much to that. There really is so much yeah. to that. We talked about it. So, so many, so many yeah. moons ago, but yeah, we'll continue to, you mm-hmm. know, as we, <laughs> as we look at more of the footage and um, you know, if, if at some point they, continue this story in some shape or form uh we'll have to talk about it because if they do um you know publish the the final installments of what this universe was going to be uh, we see like kind of the answers of that um it'd be good to know it'd, it'd be nice to have some closure about how we get to such a scenario as this where superman is holding lois lane's body in the bat cave with dark side behind him um, yeah it's just it's just one of those things like you showed us this concept. Everyone thought this was really cool, but please explain yourselves in three to five sentences. How do we get here? <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, that's it for my notes. So unless you guys have anything else, solid. Mm-mm. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. It really does help the show and it helps new listeners discover the show as well. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like bonus content, we have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you here next time on DC Cinematic Minute.